No Christian has to be poor. If we had to be poor, Jesus wouldn't have said, I've been anointed to preach the gospel to the poor. What was he preaching to the poor? If it's not to correct it, then it should be preached to the poor. He said, I came to preach to the sick. And we know when he preached to the sick, the God won heal. So if he's preaching to the poor, then prosperity is part of the gospel. It is. Are you with me? It's part of the gospel. Amen. Which is able. It has an ability. I tell people, I believe God's word so, so much. Because it has an ability. I told you this the other time. For by faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God. It has an ability to produce. He says, I commend you to God to the word of his grace, which is able to build you up and to give you an inheritance amongst them that are sanctified. God's desire is for you to have his word at work in your life. And he has made this possible by bringing to you his message from our man of God, Pastor Ray King. Keep on shining and reigning forever as you receive God's word for your life today. receive not the spirit of this world but the spirit which is of God that we might know the things that are freely given to us of God give the Lord a mighty clap so as a child of God there were certain wisdoms hidden mysteries that were put down for your glory and God was waiting for you to arrive now you have come what are you doing with that and now he's saying that, oh, no one can know God save his spirit. And now he says, ye have not received the spirit of this world. He's telling you, you have not received the spirit of God. And if it's the spirit of God that knows the deep things of God, it means as a child of God, you can know the deep things of God. You can know the deep things. So listen, Christianity is not a mystery to the child of God. You are not living in an uncertain um, religion to say, are we really sure Christianity is the way? Huh? He says, ye have received not the spirit of this world, but the spirit which is of God, that ye might know the things that are freely, freely given. Say free. free. You know, human beings say, I'm telling you, that free things, he says that ye might know, that the idol perceive, come to know by the free things given to you by God. You haven't even known much of those free things. And then you tell me you are paying the price. Paying the price for what? Listen, if you are here, I, I, there's nowhere in the scripture that tells us to pay any price. Jesus paid it. What are you buying? What are you buying? So, um, I fasted, so I paid a price. Fasting is part of our life. We are supposed to fast. It is part of our responsibilities. Responsibility is not a price. Don't Muslims fast? So what are you telling me? That you paid a price by fasting for 100 days. 
That's why you are working in the realm of healing. You are working in. When the grace, the gift is called charismata. Grace gifts. And that's a problem. So some of you are so anointed. You have gifts of the spirit. But because of these um, strongholds, blockades, you are not operating your gifts to the fullest because you think you need to do certain things to operate at a certain level. Not necessarily so. Not necessarily so. Things freely given. Telling you to pay the price. There is no price to pay. I, I know you've read God's general sentence and they said paid certain prices. It was a level of revelation at the time. But there's no price to pay. Jesus paid the price and brought us in. If he did not pay the price to bring us in, those privileged responsibilities that you are going through would have been nothing. They would have been dead works. They would have been dead works. And those who claim paying the price are those who bully people with their position. Yes, I'm telling you. So they always keep the congregation in a place where they can never get to their level. And it's a problem. I mean, if I hear you say you pay the price, and I won't hear the pay the price, I prayed for this amount of hours, I, I lost this for the gospel, so you call that a price? When he already said that, of course, we'll lose things. It's part of the journey. He says you'll be persecuted. It's no news to be persecuted. It's not a price. When you wake up and brush your teeth in the morning, isn't it a price? It's your responsibility. You don't brush it, so your mouth will smell. It's a responsibility. Do you understand? It's a responsibility. These are things that we have to do as children of God. We have to pray. We have to fast. But they are not prices. I, 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 and you know the beauty, I, I, I told you this the other time. When he says the free things that are given unto us, God is so kind. God is so loving. These free things is what we used to purchase in the kingdom. I, I don't want to go there, but there is what we call the kingdom age. After the rapture of the church, after the Antichrist reigns and everything, we are going to come into a place called the kingdom age, the thousand year reign of Christ. And how you lived in the earth now is going to determine your place in that time. And the free things that God has given to you, your place will be determined on how much of these free things you were able to utilize. That now becomes your buy. That is grace. Are you with me? That is grace. So I know sometimes um, some people around me think I've made Christianity too easy. Of course. Of course. Of course. Yes, of course again. Hey, Christianity, please and please and please take that garbage out of your mind. You are not wiser than Jesus. He says that, come ye, all ye that are heavy laden. He says that, for my yoke is light and my, my yoke is easier, my burden is light. Then now you are saying his burden is difficult. And I saw this years ago. That's why my life is the way it is. I tell myself, I'm, listen, I'm not saying there are no challenges. You go through challenges. When you finish your, ex, um, your um, lecture and everything, don't you go and write exams? 
Why is it easy for some people and difficult for some people? It's based on how much you understood and learned and how you were prepared. So challenges do not connote difficulty. Are you with me? So we are going through stuff. Paul calls it a light affliction. We are going through, so I said that we are battered, we are this, we are that, we are that, but it still causes a light affliction. Then today of our days, hey, oh, so you, you, you get this, you see, it's hard, it's hard, it's hard, you see, and that is why you are still experiencing hard, 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 hard. It's hard, it's hard. When Jesus said, my yoke is easy, my burden is light, then you have changed the phrase. You already burdened, then you've come in and he has burdened you with more things. Then where's the salvation? Give the Lord a mighty clap of Are you understanding me? So don't just listen, tell your neighbor, take your time to study the scriptures. Don't just be accepting anything here on radio and TV. When you hear, go to the word. Give the Lord a mighty clap of Go to the word. And you will, you will see these things. And you say that, oh. It's not a revelation about yesterday. It was in my teenage and I started putting it to work. I said, the work of God is easy. When I have ministers around me, they'll say, hey, Charlie, Pastor Roy, the work is not easy. You can ask this. I, I just say, hmm. I don't mean fast. The moment I say, eh. The spirits will follow me. I will say. I will not say. So when they are saying it, it depends on my relationship with you. I can tell you that Charlie, stop what you are saying. That's what the Bible says. But if I can't tell you, maybe you are older than me and things in ministry, and I'll say, mm. Okay? Okay? You've been brought into an abandoned life. Give the Lord a mighty clap. Are you learning something? Are you learning something? Stop putting yourself in needless bondages. Jesus came to make you free. And true freedom is doing what you've been called to do. That's true freedom. Hallelujah. Oh, 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 oh. Hmm. <laughs> Back. Back to John chapter 7, verse 37. Sorry, 38. He that believeth on me, uh huh, as the scripture has said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. So now I want you to understand this. He says, I am come that ye may have life and have it more abundantly. So I told you, when you read other versions, it says that till it overflows. So the life that Jesus brought to us is not just for us. It's to affect those around us. So now there are two things here. When he talks about the well, the well has to do with you. Listen, when he talks about the well, the well has to do with you. He says, this water shall be in you a well, springing up unto eternal life. Are you with me? Then now when he talks about the rivers, he's talking about your environment. He said, out of your belly flows rivers. Of living water. Where is it flowing to? Your environment. Are you with me? So your Christianity must be contagious. Tell your neighbor. Tell another person. Your 
Hallelujah. It must be contagious. Glory to the Father. Oh, hallelujah. I can go on and on and on and on and on. Eternal life is a code. Then when you get that foundation, you are done for life. And let me tell you something. Everything that I'm giving you now, when you go back home, there's going to be a building upon. The Holy Spirit is going to take you through the scriptures. You realize that certain places, when you open the Bible, understanding is made available. You say, I, I read this thing a long time ago. How come I never understood it until now? Because now the veil has been taken off. You have turned to the spirit of grace. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The life of God. He's brought us into constant supply. I never go hungry. I never go thirsty. I'm forever filled. Hallelujah. I'm forever filled. That's one reason I like the song. You satisfy my heart. Oh, Lord, I worship. You are everything to me. Oh, Lord, I love you. These are songs you sing. You satisfy my heart. You understand? And stop telling God how you are hungry for him. So, are you guys hungry for the word today? Yes! I'm going to give you, I'm going to dish out something to you, you know. Dish out the word. Are you hungry? Yeah, I'm hungry, I'm hungry. Oh, yeah. Are you thirsty? I'm going to give you something to drink. Man, hallelujah. Then, you are there. Hey, 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 hey. Listen, we don't eat because we are hungry. And we don't drink because we are thirsty. We eat and drink because it's a necessity for our living. Understand that. Okay? It's, it's actually wrong to just... I, I think... Do I have medical doctors here? You tell us that we should drink water normally, not just because we are thirsty, because the body needs it. It's true. Because the body needs it. Not because, not because you are thirsty. And it's actually bad manners to only drink water when you're thirsty. That's bad manners. And to only eat when you are hungry. That's bad manners. Man, can't say any echo didi or else I now didi now didi by heart. That's what, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> Listen, I'm explaining spiritual things with are you with me? I know I said Pastor Rice and did you it? Maybe did you know? I'll just let you know that so in the realm of the spirit, feed on the word every day, drink on the word every day. You understand? That's what I'm trying to tell you, okay? <laughs> Hallelujah. John again. Woo! You know, John understood Zoe. So he's one of the people that wrote so much about Zoe. He understood it. He understood the life. Hallelujah. Thank you, precious Holy Ghost. Thank you, precious Holy Ghost. John chapter 17, verse 1. Oh, are you ready? Are you ready for the move of the Spirit? 
John 17, 1. 1, 2, 3, go. These words spake Jesus and lifted up his eyes to heaven uh -huh, and said, Father, the hour is come. Glorify thy son that thy son also may glorify thee. Now, this was where Jesus was heading towards the cross. You know, when you go back home, meditate, take time to read the whole of John 17. So many treasures. When the Lord was, you know, training me concerning the vision of TTOC unto a perfect man and the unity of the saints, this was one of the scriptures that he taught me. And I was like, oh my God, I had read it and read it and then now I saw life in it. So now he's come to pray. He says, glorify thy son, that thy son may glorify thee. Next verse. Loud and clear. As thou hast given him power over all flesh, that he should give. Hey, did you just see that? He says that as thou hast given him power over all flesh. This is the man we serve. Ah, I can dwell on this for weeks. He says, you've given him power over all flesh. Over all flesh. That we, that he should give eternal life. He should give Zoe. Think about it. So Jesus was ordained. Listen, no other person can give life apart from Jesus. Then now when we come into him, he makes us life givers. No other religious leader. Listen, I'm telling you, and I'm unapologetic about it. None can give life because none of them were ordained to do so. None of them were ordained to do so. Listen, if you've been in Christianity and it's all about um, God, we give you glory. God, we, and listen, Christianity is a relationship. Are you not expressing life from the word? Are you, I'm asking, are you not expressing life from the word? Life. Not just um, talk. Life. Thank the Father for his training. And it's not just us. He's raising other people from around the world. Yes, yes. Like I told you, when he was even telling us about this ministry, we, we don't have what we call children's service. Because I, according to what the father told me, it was a problem. He says, call it a train-up service. Train up a child in the way he should go. That when he grows, he should not depart from it. We say children's service, so we always treat them as children. Forgetting that that place is what has you seated here. You are a result of some of the things he told you in children's service. <laughs> yes yes thank God that some things you, you now read some things yourself and realize that ah so because it's children's service that alone subconsciously affects your brain but there's going to be a time where as your child comes out of the womb the child is six months and is filled with the Holy Ghost the child is one year and is speaking mysteries. Child is two years, three years, and is already preaching and prophesying. 
That's what I'm talking about. Didn't you read in the Bible where it says that when Mary and Elizabeth met and they were both pregnant, the Bible says John the Baptist shook and he was filled with the Holy Ghost, even in his womb, in the womb, I mean. He says that you have given eternal life. You've given him the, the power that he should give eternal life to, to all men, to everybody. And you see, we've been told eternal life is just life everlasting, life without end. That's just a minute aspect of eternal life. And eternal life, let me tell you something, does not start when you get to heaven. It starts the day you receive Jesus. That is when it starts. It's not eternal because of your mind, eternal, eternal life. So then when you die, you live forever. No, it starts now. Because the moment you said, yes, I accept Jesus, you are my Lord, then eternal life was placed in you. When your, your spirit was recreated, eternal life came into being. Hallelujah. Eternal life came into being. Are you with me? So it starts here. Can I, can, I, can I just say something small? Can I say something small? A lot of people in Christianity have idolized heaven too much. You've idolized heaven too much. Hey, Pastor Roy, who can you mind? I'm to say yes. Let <laughs> I got to get myself together because I got some place to go. And I'm praying when I get there, I'll see everyone I know. I want to go to heaven. I want to go to heaven. Mary Barack or heaven. Mary Barack or heaven now. Send me through heaven on my money. Send me through heaven on my bedroom. Send me through <laughs> and these songs <laughs> they make sensual sense but they don't make spiritual sense I like that I like that no listen do you think Christianity is all about going to heaven no bang bang <laughs> That's Amelia. <laughs> hey! So all you are living your life is so that we can go to heaven. That's a low life. Hey! No, listen. I, oh, that's how you have the Holy Ghost. Listen. Spend time with the Word. He will teach you. He says, the anointing that you have received does in you. And he will teach you all truths. He will teach you. Check the scriptures and see if heaven was ever idolized. And see when Jesus was talking, whether he idolized heaven. Check if all the apostles idolized heaven. Check. Mm -hmm. 
No, just think about it. Just think about it. Check. So everything you are doing is just because you want to go to heaven. All because you want to go to heaven. All because you want to go to heaven. That's all you are doing. Just because you want to go to heaven. Mm-mm. 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 When Jesus came, he says, for listen, he says that, thanks be unto God. He says, who had delivered us? Listen, who had delivered us from the power, kingdom of darkness, and has translated us into the kingdom of his dear son? We have been brought into the kingdom of heaven. And the kingdom of heaven is a part of the kingdom of God established in the earth. Heaven, the heaven up there, eh? that is not the kingdom of heaven. Go and read your Bible as well. The heaven up there is not the kingdom of heaven. <laughs> the heaven that you'll be going to, are you listening? Right now, when you, you pass on to glory, you are going to heaven. Okay? But as of now, you still live in the kingdom of heaven. Okay? Now, when you go to heaven, when the rapture occurs, he says, within the twinkling of an eye, we shall all not sleep, but we shall be changed within the twinkling of an eye and meet the Lord in the air. And then we will go to heaven. Then he says that after seven years, read the book of Revelation, we will come back. So heaven for us is a waiting place, not a permanent place. <laughs> yeah, heaven is a waiting place. It is not a permanent place. It's a waiting place. The same way hell is a waiting place. Because the Bible says in the end, hell and death will be cast into the lake of fire. So hell now is a waiting place. Smile, come on. <laughs> It's a waiting place. Because after we come back from heaven, we are coming and... I don't want to go into that, but when we come back, that's where we have the rulership for the thousand years. And the Lord is going to place us at certain places to rule in the earth. Then now in the end, the kingdoms will become that of God and his Christ. Okay? And will live perpetually like how God originally designed the world to be. I've just summarized the whole thing. That is why I told you, when you are living now, live with eternity in focus, not heaven in focus. Eternity in focus, because heaven is a part of eternity. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. In other words, he was living somewhere before heaven was made. Hello. Okay. So, you see, I'm just chipping in a little of tomorrow. You said I should. So why are you now quiet on me? Can you rejoice a bit? Please. 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 You ask for it. 
Yes, you asked for it, so please don't be quiet on me. Okay, I'm almost, I'm almost done with the little for tomorrow. So he says, you've given me power that I should give eternal life to everybody. Next verse, this is the, the place. No, I want you to read it well. One, two, three, go. Hey! What have you been told eternal life has always been? He said, and this is life eternal. That they will know the one and only true God and Jesus Christ whom thou hast sent. Nobody can know God except he has this life. Nobody. Nobody. That's why I told you the other time. It's not just about saying, I believe in God. The Lord was teaching me, he says, he says, my children must move from the level of, they believe in God, they believe in God. He says, Roy, do you know me or you just believe in me? I said, Lord, I know you. He says, that is it. So, an atheist is one who doesn't believe in God. So, yeah, it's okay, you have to believe in God. Believing in God, anyone can believe in God. But the question is, do you know God? And the only ones who can know God are those who have eternal life. If you don't have it, you can never know God. You know other gods. He says that this is eternal life, that they might know thee, the only true God. So if you don't have eternal life, you know the false gods. This is proof that Christianity is the way. So you can't be in Christianity and you're wondering, hey, what if the other religions are also true? Amen. Say, you know, let's all have, they, they, they are trying to do a one world religion, Islam and this one, nonsense. That's from the pit of hell. This is life eternal, so this is the code. I'll have to talk more about the code tomorrow. This is life eternal, that they might know the only true God and Jesus Christ, whom thou saints. What has your Christianity been all these years? Has it gotten to the point where you are knowing? You've come to know or you are just in it? Have you really come to know? Or you are just a church goer? Or you are just, you know, I swear there No, have you come to know God? The true God? So this is eternal life. So what has been happening yesterday and today is eternal life in display. Why? Because you are getting to know. It's a cold, which I'll deal with tomorrow. So is it now, if eternal life starts in heaven, is it now that you are going to start to know God in heaven? It starts here. It starts here. This is life eternal. Let's be upstanding. The Temple of Paris is a grace-based ministry headed by the Lord Jesus Christ and led by his servant, the man of God, Pastor Roy King. Our vision is connecting the world to Christ and raising men unto perfection. Our purpose 
is revealing the righteousness of God to man and our mission, preaching the gospel to everyone in our sphere of contact. We welcome you to join us in worship at the Zion Convocation Arena at North Ligon, 5th Purple Street. On Sundays, we have the Rhema service at 9 a.m. prompt. On Wednesdays, we have the Epikodomio service at 6.30 p.m. prompt. And on Fridays, we have the Hour of Intimacy at 6.30 p.m. prompt. You can contact our team on 020-099-8099-054-849-0559 and 055-592-6251. The Temple of Christ, forever we are kinging in Christ.